Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast, where we're diving deep into the home gym scene. I'm Adam, and I am here with Seb from Weightlifting House. Seb started Weightlifting House to bring weightlifting to the people, and he's been putting out great content and information, products and equipment, and now a training app has hit the market, and that's what we're here to discuss today. So, Seb, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm feeling a little bit foolish having turned up five minutes late when you're up at, what, 5 a.m. over in America, so... Uh, I'm not working as hard as you, apparently. <laughs> not a problem. Maybe you're working harder than me because, you know, you busy schedule. Well, I was up late, uh, to be yeah. fair. I was up late. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Tell the people where you're at, Seb. Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in Birmingham, UK. So if you've ever watched the show, The Peaky Blinders, that's where I live. Basically, it's where I grew up. Um, it's where I spend all of my time. We have murals of Thomas Shelby on building walls near my house. Uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it's become a place of intrigue to the rest of the world, at least to some degree recently. But yeah, it's just an industrial, you know, second city of the UK. Awesome. Happy to have you on. We're here to discuss weightlifting AI, <laughs> what it is, all the questions we have about it. So let's just get right into it. How let's about it. a quick elevator pitch? What is weightlifting AI? Weightlifting AI is, see, I should have practiced the, the perfect elevator pitch, but I can do, I can do it justice, hopefully. Uh, weightlifting AI is a individualized, responsive, proven training system for weightlifting, weightlifting specifically, snatch clean and jerkers. It's individualized, it's responsive, it's proven. So what that means is you enter in all of your different details, whether that's anthropometric, whether that's uh, variations of exercises, uh, and it's able to create an individualized program based on your weaknesses. The way that it does this, we can get into later, but it's it's sophisticated. It's pretty cool. From there, it then responds to your feedback, your input based on various auto-regulation techniques, which means that it then responds on a sort of month-by-month, week-by-week, literally set-by-set basis. Sometimes the next set will change or you'll add a set or the weight will go up or come down. Uh, and then it's proven based on the training logic from Max Ata, who if you're into weightlifting or powerlifting, you'll probably know, coached multiple, you know, uh, world team members in both sports was a, a decent weightlifter, a pretty good squatter in powerlifting uh, at one point in his career. Uh, so yeah, working with him and the, the program is insane. And we've, we've had it on early access for about four weeks now. The team's pretty big already, which is nice to see. And we're going to take it sort of live on the app store in the next, I don't know, few days, potentially when this comes out. Probably. Awesome. All right. That's what weightlifting AI is. Yeah. Who is weightlifting AI for? So is it purely for weightlifters, CrossFitters looking to get better at weightlifting, or just people who like to mix it into their training? So, I mean, ultimately, it will be for a slightly larger pool of athletes than purest weightlifters. But right now, you've almost got to start with a specific group that you have in mind, optimize it for them, make it so that it is, you know, the best thing they could ever have. They wake up, they love it. Once you've done that, and you've optimized for that, and you've improved everything that they want, then you can start making changes. So you could be like, okay, we're now going to have a variation of this product within the app that is for powerlifters who want to switch over to weightlifting or want to learn how to do weightlifting, or it's an addition for CrossFitters who want to improve their weightlifting. I think the CrossFit side of things is a market that we've always made a point. We don't want to touch it in terms of we don't want to become a CrossFit company. We never have done. But to allow people to get into weightlifting, and there are a lot of CrossFitters who want to do weightlifting, it seems like a useful market, especially because we have that individualized, uh, responsive, auto-regulatory piece, which allows you know a CrossFitter to basically say, I've done all of this training today in my ward. This is all the lifting I've done. This is how fatigued I am. And then after each set, we can you know lower the weight or up the weight based on their response to it. 
it's kind of a nice way to be able to, you know, to, to add volume without increasing fatigue too much. I think you get a problem in CrossFit where people do their CrossFit program and then they just, they do like an add-on or a bolt-on and it's the same amount of volume and intensity for everyone and they just add it onto their program and they don't take into account all of the, the stresses involved in doing that. But by having this auto-regulatory responsive piece that's individualized to help improve their specific technical weaknesses, that should then become something valuable to them. But but for now, it is, it's just weightlifters. It's beginners all the way to extremely advanced. We've got national record holders already on it in the USA, which is pretty cool. Uh, we have people who've been lifting for four months on it. It very quickly, I mean, right from the start, it knows exactly what kind of level you're at. But then it very quickly hones in on the exact volume intensity exercises you need. So you can end up being a, you know, a two, a double day training type of weightlifter, or you can be a three day a week beginner uh, and it accommodates for you. Yeah. And that leads me into my next question. You know, weightlifting is different than a lot of other strength sports because of how like highly mm-hmm. technical the lifts are. And I was going to ask, is this lift for beginners? Like how would you go about someone who's still learning the technique portion of the lifts? Yeah. So if, if you are a, a real beginner, you don't know how to snatch and clean and jerk. I would not recommend doing weightlifting AI. I think the, I mean, I never had a coach until I met Glenn Pendley and then he sort of online helped me and we, you know, became business partners, but I never had an in-person coach ever. And I think that was probably to my detriment. I think in general, weightlifters should see an in-person coach during those sort of formative few months of their weightlifting career, learn how to snatch properly, learn how to clean and jerk properly. And then, and this is something we've always said, and I want to, you know, push with weightlifting AI, if you have access and can afford an in-person coach with a team in a weightlifting gym, do that. Like that is the gold standard for weightlifting. You see a coach in person, they know you, you have teammates and you do that every day. If like, as we've polled, it's something like 85% of all weightlifters aren't in that situation, which is a striking number of weightlifters who don't have an in-person coach. If you're one of them and you know how to snatch and clean and jerk, then this is something that can work for you. It's far better than a, than a template program. It's far cheaper than an online personal coach. So it fits in that kind of area. But yeah, if, if you're a rank beginner, get a professional to show you how to snatch and clean. And then, you know, at some point we want to add that to the app. So if you have never done it, we can provide you with the best version of how to learn the snatch and clean and jerk outside of seeing an in-person coach. So we can have, you know, basically a course with Max Ata where he teaches you, takes you through the breakdown and everything. And you go through this kind of, you know, period of, of learning the movement from, you know, making it as easy as possible, i.e. just like a hip snatch, hip power snatch, all the way to do a full snatch. We have a performance community built into the app. So when you're on there, you can click community and then you can chat and get form checks. So that will become a big part of beginners being able to use it because they'll, they'll do their lift. Hopefully we get to the point we have enough coaches on there that when you post it, you have a form check before you've even moved on to the next exercise. So you've almost got that coaching aspect to it. But, but to answer your question, to, to come back around to it, right now, we're in a situation where if you don't know how to do a snatch, learn how to do a snatch before you join. Sure. And that makes sense. And then, yeah, I was kind of getting into like, you know, as you start, you know, you can do a snatch, but there, there's so many cues and things that you need to be thinking of. There's, there's right. probably a lot of, you know, learning to be involved. So that makes sense. You teamed up with Max Ada, who yeah. used to be with Juggernaut. He's not mm-hmm. anymore. And Juggernaut has their AI training app, Juggernaut AI. Are these apps related in any way? So the addition of AI on the end of it, obviously, kind of makes them look somewhat similar. I know that... So I think the Juggernaut powerlifting app 
which is wildly popular, is good. I don't know much about it. I'm not a powerlifter. I haven't done it, but I've seen pretty good reviews. I know they have a lot of users, but powerlifting to some degree has slightly different training logic to weightlifting. There are just fewer variables to have to worry about. That doesn't mean that it's, you know, if we could make our app as successful as theirs, that would be wonderful. Like they've done a tremendous job with it. When they went into the weightlifting side of things, and again, this is this is secondhand. This is just from what I've heard from people who are involved in it. It wasn't great because it was using the same training logic as the powerlifting. So people were being given like five by five cleaner jerks, where it's like five cleans, five jerks, five sets. Or they've got like, you know, a ton of pulls, sets of tens, which you just would never program in weightlifting. So it didn't work. It never got turned into an app. It was always a, a spreadsheet. So when we started working with Max, his main thing was we need to build this from the ground up. We need to start literally from scratch with our own engineer and and piece by pieces together. So I don't have the experience of what the juggernaut AI for weightlifting was like, but I know that from Max's you know mouth, he says that what we have is like significantly better on another level. So that's really promising. I honestly thought you were the, the, the first one to get the AI for weightlifting. I've done Juggernaut AI. It, it's mm -hmm. great, but they only yeah. allow powerlifting and power building. That's it. Like right. currently yeah. Juggernaut AI doesn't give you weightlifting. So when I saw this come out, I was super interested, but I was also yeah. curious, like there are so many approaches when it comes to uh, weightlifting training, whether it's you know percentage-based or what have you, mm -hmm. what approach does the app take? It's basically boiling down the sort of 20 years of experience that Max has had as a coach and an athlete, talking with other coaches, not talking with just weightlifting coaches, but, you know, we spent time with Shaco, uh, famous powerlifting coach. He spent time with Abhijay, famous weightlifting coach, and he's learned a lot. He learned a lot from, you know, guys at Juggernaut too, because they're super knowledgeable. And then it's almost its own system where you might have something like you have the Chinese training system, which is... You snatch and you clean and jerk on separate days. You do a lot of accessory work. You only squat twice a week. That's that's their system. The Bulgarian system is you max out multiple times a day, very limited exercise variation, very high average intensity. And then what we like to think is that we've not developed a program. We've developed a new system that goes alongside Soviet, Bulgarian, Chinese AI. A, a training system is something that has to fit the culture and well, it has to fit the culture of the time and the people of the time and, and all of these sorts of things. So right now we live in a world where, at least in the UK, in the USA, being able to control all variables of the athlete is almost impossible. Athletes have their own lives. You can't put them in, in dormitories and tell them what to do. You can't force them to eat certain things. They're going to go out. They're going to have arguments. They're going to get fired from work. They're going to do all of these things that make predicting their performance you know, a month out, a week out, literally a day out, quite difficult. That's why auto-regulation has become such a huge part of of programming of the programming lexicon, I suppose, over the last few years, because people are kind of waking up to this idea that you can't write a 12-week program with percentages and hope that your athlete's going to hit it because you just don't know what life variables are going to get in the way. So this program is sort of written upon your standard principles of, of, of training, specificity, variation, overload, SRA, um, fatigue management, but then with this built-in responsiveness that means that we have the idea, we know what you're going to be doing pretty much for the week. We can't even show you next week yet because we don't know what it is. The app hasn't been able to, the AI hasn't generated yet until you fed into it how you're feeling. So if we, we know, okay, roughly we want you to be lifting at about 75% for these five triples in the snatch variation or whatever. 
you know, really a percentage is just a proxy for bar speed. That's what all of these different prescriptors of intensity are. We're basically, whenever anyone writes a program, we're trying to put down something that makes you move the bar at the speed that we want. Whether that's slow for the day, which means it's heavy, or it's really fast, which means it's light. We're giving percentages because we think we can get pretty close to saying what the bar speed is, because most people don't have access to bar speed units. So in our in the sort of the back end of the AI, it's got a percentage. But then very quickly, based on the technical feedback that you give it, i.e. this was technically perfect for me. Uh, I made it, I caught it locked out, it felt quick, it felt sharp, I stood it up, I didn't step forward, all the way through down to a scale of I missed. You feed that in and the app then learns, okay, you're probably at this sort of point in your fatigue levels. Maybe it was a fluke that you missed. Let's give you that weight another time. Let's see how it goes. Oh, you missed again. Okay, we need to bring it down. Oh, you missed again. We'll bring it down. Okay, we're going to cut off some sets. Oh, you're doing really well. We're going to increase the set number. We're going to increase the intensity. This exercise isn't correlating particularly well with your snatch. You're clean. Okay, we're going to switch it up next week. We're going to change things. So it's it's constantly working. So it's... um. Yeah, we're looking at it as a, a system for the current way that people live in our culture, more so than a program, which to me, you have multiple programs within a training system. There are multiple Bulgarian programs, multiple Soviet programs within the umbrella of the Soviet system or the Bulgarian system. We've created a system basically for the 21st century for, for weightlifting. That, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah. Okay. So does the app, I, I'm sure it does have phases in your training is that consistent for everyone so you have your building phases your is there a hypertrophy phase in yeah, 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 yeah. weightlifting yeah okay but, but it's not it's not the same for everyone so based on your age based on your height based on your weight your ability level your fitness level your response to training these phases may change so it, it might be that you you go onto the training program or you go into the weightlifting ai and you say i've got a competition eight weeks I've just come off pretty high training, like I'm in good shape. You're not going to get a hypertrophy phase. You're probably going to go into a four-week strength block, which then takes you into a four-week peaking block. If, however, you've just competed, which is basically the same as saying my fitness is at an all-time low, which is really in weightlifting and, and powerlifting, your fitness drops, but your ability to hit singles is, is at an all-time high when you compete. So your fitness is low, then it's going to, and you say, okay, I've, I'm not competing for 20 weeks. You might have, if you're a 96 kilo weightlifter and you only snatch 80 kilos and you clean jerk 100, so you're low level, it might give you two hypertrophy blocks just because it knows that you're, you're under-muscled as an athlete. You've got a lot of just general preparation work that you need to do. Alternatively, if you go and you say, I'm a super heavyweight and I am snatching 180 kilos and clean jerking 220 kilos and I'm big, it might not give you that long of a hypertrophy phase and your peaking phase is now going to be more like six weeks rather than two weeks because your general SRA curve is just greater because you can do so much more damage to yourself. So it, take, it takes in on board a lot. So the general sort of theory of hypertrophy, you know, general preparation, specific preparation, peaking, those are all there, but they will change based on who you are as a weightlifter. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it sounds mm -hmm. very. The word's not adjustable. Very adjustable. You should get. <laughs> it's, you it's, should get. Um, you should get Max on. Honestly, he he does a far because he's he's the brain of this. Like he reached out to us because he realized, okay, Seb, you're obsessed with weightlifting. You've got a decent sized audience in weightlifting, so you can sort of help market this thing. But he is the brains behind it. Like I'm obsessed with it. It's the sort of product I wish I had when I started. But 
if you if you ever have like super technical questions, he can just go off for hours talking about it. He's awesome. <laughs> Well, if you've ever listened to Max like on a podcast or like on a YouTube channel or something like that, I I sit there and on the surface I think I know what he's talking about. I shake my head. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know the law. But man, yeah. he's he's uh, he's throwing out some terms where I'm like, oh, and then yeah. he goes to explain them. It's like I think I have it. Right. I go yeah. on to something new. It's like what were you we talking about before? It's yeah. yeah. Smart guy. So what about equipment? Like we're, we're in the home gym scene. What kind of equipment do you absolutely need? Does the app adjust if you have access to more equipment? Does it, does it learn what exercises you can or can't do? How does that work? Yeah. So the ultimate goal will be, will be that you can say to it before you even start the programming, every bit of equipment that you have access to, or, or at least it will ask you based on the program that it wants to give you do you have access to these five pieces of kit that we might want to program for you? You can then say, yes, yes, no, yes, no. And then it will then create the program for you based on those inputs. Right now, we don't have that available for everything. So if at the end of your training, it gives you glue ham raises and you don't have access to a glue ham developer, you can just click on the switch exercise button. And then there's sort of like a hierarchical list of exercises that are going to target what we want. So it might then go to hip extensions and it's like, okay, I still don't have access to that. Or I just don't want to do them. You click skip again. And then finally by exercise three, it's giving you a good morning. And you're like, okay, well, that's developing my lower back, my glutes, my hamstrings. So that's pretty much the same. And it's an accessory. So it's going to have less correlation to my snatch and clean jack anyway. So that's what I'll do. And you can do that with all of your accessories. You know, I can't do a hack squat. Can you do feet together, heels up squat. Yes, I can. Or can you do a leg press? Yeah, I've got access to that. I just don't have a, a Smith squat or a hat squat machine or whatever. With the actual snatch and the clean and jerk, we don't yet have that. So that's what we're currently working on. So if you don't have access to blocks, for example, we currently, and this is a real shame. This is one of the reasons we haven't made it live on the, on the app store yet. If you don't have access to blocks, the best we can do is say, do a hang variation from that position. That's not ideal. Most people do have access to blocks. And if you don't, you just put down some bumper plates on the floor. And I mean, that's what I used to always do. I would just lift off plates and set the plates to the height that I wanted them to be. But we will get to the point where you can input every bit of equipment that you do have. Because like we said, the people who are doing this aren't the people who can necessarily go to a weightlifting gym and see a coach in person every day. They are people who are training from home or training from their work or, you know, just going to a CrossFit gym, they don't have a weightlifting coach there. So they don't necessarily, or we can't at least assume that they have access to all of the equipment that we'd want them to. So that level of individuality, if that's a word, individualness, whatever it is, we need to take into account gradually. Yeah. Cool. And then there's a ton of data collection going on mm -hmm. during the lifting. I'm assuming that there's a lot on the front loading end by the user as well. Okay, let's just go into data collection first, and, th and then mm -hmm. I'll ask you about like some mm -hmm. of the training stuff. So what kind of things will the user put in to the app? Mm -hmm. And then what kind of data collecting does the app do for the user? So when you first onboard, you'll, you'll put in age, you'll put in height, which is a height is basically a proxy for what weight category should you be, and therefore how under-muscled are you or whatever, that sort of thing. You put in your fitness level and then then you get onto the exercise part so it will ask you what is your snatch and then it will say here are these different variations of the snatch which we know all correlate to a different part of the phase of the snatch so for example what's your below knee hang snatch what's your above knee block snatch what's your power snatch and your overhead squat because if you've got a good block snatch from above the knee 
and a weak uh, hang snatch from below the knee, that basically means, okay, you've you've got a problem past the transition point of the knee. You've probably got weak hangstrings. You've maybe got a weak lower back. Potentially, you're not as fast. And the reasons why you might have a weak below-the-knee hang snatch are going to be different from the reasons why you might have a weak above-the-knee block snatch. So we're kind of separating out all of the aspects of the snatch, and then we can work out, you know, looking at those numbers, what phase of the lift are you weak at? From there, we then sort of on the back end have this list of exercises stemming from each weakness with corrective exercises, both technically and in terms of accessories, that would then impact that one weak part of the lift. And those are then prescribed to you in the sort of initially what we think of as the correct intensities and volumes that you would need based on the other parameters you've put in, age, you know, weight, gender, uh, all these sorts of things. And so it very quickly, before it's even given you the program, it should have narrowed you down into a very small subset of this is basically who we think you are and what you need. And then it works on a sort of low-hanging fruit basis. Like if it's very obvious to us that one exercise is down and that we have a host of exercises that can improve that and you're going to get a, a new personal record quickly, that's what we're going to tackle. So we're not going to just go after, you know, let's say you've got a good above-knee snatch. We're not going to give you loads of above-knee snatches because the amount of improvement that you need to see in that to show a transfer to the snatch is just going to be too big. So we're going to collect the data on the, well, on everything about the lifter, but we're going to target things in sort of the, the order of low-hanging fruit first. Then on the back end, like once people are training, people are inputting their feedback for strength exercises in terms of RIR. Just that seems to be the best way that we do it. I think it's the easiest way to explain. You know, I, I think that RPE is great. I've used it before. I think that percentages can be fine, although they're, they're not quite as accurate. RIR for people who, who've never had to do this sort of thing, I think is intuitively makes the most sense. It's just like, how many more could I have done? One, two, three, four, five, zero, whatever it is. So we collect that feedback based on the weight. So, you know, if this person had five triples in the back squad at 150 kilos and they were all RIR three, we just know that for next time. So the next time, if we want to provide more stress, we might move it up to 155. If we want less stress, we can, you know, decrease it, whatever. But then during that training session, they might say, first, that was RAR4, next was three, next was two. That's going to trigger something on the back end of the app that says, we don't want this person to be approaching failure at all. That's too much. For the fifth set, we're going to back off by 10 kilos, hopefully bring it down to average out the RAR4, which was maybe what you know was wanted from this training session, and then prescribe a little bit better. I mean, so I don't know anywhere near as much about how the data side of things works that as, as Max or the engineer who we have working on it would know, although just calling him an engineer is probably not fair because he does more than that, but the, the guy who does the, the coding side of things. But I'm sure there's a lot of data that's being collected that they'll then be able to look into. In fact, we'll probably all look into and be able to work out, okay, well, we didn't know, but this is a huge predictor of success in three weeks. Like, okay, we now know that if you PR your power snatch, by more than 1%, two and a half weeks out, there's a 70% chance that you're going to PI your snatch two weeks later. You know, like that kind of stuff that we just don't know yet, but we've got a big enough pool of athletes, hopefully already, but we certainly will do when we really launch, that we can start finding out those those indicators and then and then use that to, to be even more predictive in, in terms of what people are going to be able to achieve. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of data being collected. How it's all going to be used, I don't totally know, but be used for the right reasons. Yeah. When you're inputting in the, in the beginning, 
Mm-hmm. Are you putting in how many days you can train? If you can do doubles, things like that. How does mm-hmm. that look? How does that work? That one page is, I think it asks, yeah, how many days do you want to train? Although that's being changed currently to which days of the week do you want to train? The reason for that is just a technical issue where because it's based on calendar dates, it was, if people signed up on a Thursday, we would lock their program until the Monday so that they could start then just to make sure that they didn't end up finishing their program too many days before they said they've got a competition or something, which fixed the issue, but is not a nice user experience. Cause you like, you pay on a Thursday, you're like I want to train today. And it says that you can't. Yeah. So we needed to work out what days of the week people would train on so that we could then, if they say I train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and they sign up on the Thursday, we know that we can give them two days of sort of week zero that they can do Friday and Saturday. And then they go into week one on the month. Well, actually on the Saturday, on the Sunday, we do it. People start on Sunday if they want to, just because in some countries, the weekday starts on a Sunday. So we've had to collect what specific days they train on. And then they can just do that throughout. And then on that same day, it says, what day do you want to start? You've got today, tomorrow, or Monday. And then what day do you want to, I can't remember what the terminology is. It's either max out, set a record or peak or something like that. Um, and then they pick the day, whether that's eight weeks out or 20 weeks out or any time in between. Um, and those numbers will change. You'll be able to have higher or longer cycles and shorter cycles. But that's kind of how that how that page looks in terms of, how long is the cycle going to be initially and uh, how many days a week you're going to train. And then how long would you say that each training session is Lasts. aiming to last? Uh, yeah. So there is a timer built into it. So after a set timer comes on, some people love that. Some people don't. We currently don't have the ability to turn that off if people don't like it. But I mean, you literally just click the X if you want and it's not a big deal. I've been doing it for a while now. I'd say my average session is no more than an hour and a half. I could indulge in it and take longer and, and you know, warm up for longer. And I, maybe I should, but also like you know, yesterday I trained, I didn't start until about five twenty, and I was out the door by six eighteen cause I had to catch the train. So I was able to rush through it in, in, you know, in an hour basically, but yeah, you know, hour 15, hour 20, something like that. A, pr- a pretty standard weightlifting session, I'd say. Yeah. Warm ups and cool downs. Are they, does the app give you something if, like if you're working something specifically or you know what you're doing, like get yourself yeah. warmed up? Yeah, it, okay. it doesn't actually. I mean, it would be cool at some point to say, I, I, mean, I don't know exactly how they would do this. It would be cool if you could have something that worked out what was tight and what was not. I don't know how you do that. You put in some kind of like stretching test or whatever, and then it could give you a personalized, you should do this for your, you do these lunges with a twist and you should do it leg swings or whatever. We don't have that in there now. It's like, you know, people generally know how to warm up. They know when they feel good. It's unlikely that the app is going to get them to the perfect point uh, where they're feeling ready to go. So it's it's very much a case of get yourself warm, start building up from the bar to the first working set with the variation that we prescribed, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, I was going to say weightlifters in general, they have their warm-ups. That, that's their routine. That right. They're in there. They get themselves ready. Yeah. Well, weightlifters are Jack- either like, they're either spending an hour warming up. It's probably the same in powerlifting and other sports. You either got the people who spend an hour and they're like foam rolling like each toe and it's just like crazy, or they walk in and they grab a barbell and they sit in the bottom of the squat and they put the bar on their neck and they put it in the front rack, stand up and they're like, all right, slap some twenties on, let's go. And they just start snatching. So yeah, yeah. there's just a whole host of different ways that people do it. 
I was the hour guy, and I still couldn't right. accept. So <laughs> uh, I was the uh, yeah thirty second grab bar, sit in a squat, oh, put it on your knees, just roll it up and down your thighs, which yeah, a little bit of foam rolling is what it feels like, but really you're just biding your time before you have to stand up again, and then uh, just put weights on and snatch. <laughs> probably why yeah yeah i I still don't have the mobility it's it's crazy all right what do you think the most impressive thing about the app is like what's your favorite piece of this app mine is the responsive aspect to it that lacks everywhere outside of a personal coach that you see in person so there are lots of this things within it that you can't get on a you know when you follow a a train heroic style template Everybody's doing the same thing. So it's not individualized at all, but you could have a personal, a personal coach online who writes you an individual program. So, you know, I can't say that nowhere else can you get that. It's the responsiveness that I like. It's the fact that you go in and so here's a good example. We had Nick who is next door, who works with me at weightlifting house and he competed. He, he did a full training cycle on the app, competed set PRs in the snatch clean jerk total. That was great. Then the next week he didn't want to train properly. So he came in, he messed about, he power cleaned, he set a new PR in the power clean. That was great. And then the following week we said, all right, get back on weightlifting AI. He updated his numbers. He put in power clean that he'd gone up by like five kilos. Uh, and then he started training. And on the Tuesday it said, you've got this variation of the clean for volume. He turned up to the session and it said, actually, we predict that you're in shape to set a new PR in the clean. And he was like, okay, I guess this is happening. So he started cleaning his clean. At this, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's not, uh, an elite weightlifter by any, you know, stretch. His, his clean was 107 at the time, but he came in, you know, 105, then took him to 108 sets of PR. Then it takes him to 112 sets of PR. Then it takes him to 115. And he has no idea that these sets are going to get added on or what weights it's going to go up by. And by the end of it, he set a seven kilo PR in the clean. And it's like, that opportunity to set that record would never have happened if you followed a template program or if you just had a personalized online program because there was nothing there monitoring monitoring you. And if, if he had been feeding back into the app saying, I missed or that felt heavy or that was too red light, we've got a lighting system to help feedback, uh, snatch and cleaner jerks, it wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have taken there. And then, you know, yesterday for me, I was snatching and every set was good and it was adding a couple of kilos every single set. When I was front squatting, I got a couple of RAR fives. It gave me other set. It added the weight by four kilos. But similarly, you know, if you if you go in, you just don't feel it. It takes you down. It changes things. It, you know, it's it's trying to current, constantly optimize your training. And I think it's that kind of responsiveness that is, it's nice knowing. Okay, it's it really is taking into account me. But also, it's just so much more fun than a normal program. Like, it's the it's the piece that people do, and they're like. This is just this is just enjoyable, and if I go back to a normal program, you know, I feel like, or if other people do, they're going to probably think, oh, this is just less fun because like I just know exactly what it's going to be for the next twelve weeks. Whereas the yeah, the app adds that element of, oh wow, it thinks I'm, it thinks I'm in shape to do something. It's taken me up here. Let's see what's going to happen, and then it backs off when you need to. So like, that that responsive side of things, I think, is the most unique. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. How long have you been using the app? Are you the first user? No. No, so okay. Max had people from his gym using it for, I don't know how long, but long enough to get multiple cycles, training cycles going. And then I've basically not been training for, it's terrible to say, like properly weightlifting for like almost two years. So once we decided that we were doing this app, my whole thing was I need to get myself healthy and in shape 
start seeing some physios, get myself in action so I can start training properly. So I've been doing that for the last couple of months. I'm now on the app. I'm on week three and having a great time, but everybody at weightlifting house, cause it's not just me here has been on it for several training cycles, probably anywhere between 20 and 30 weeks. They've been doing it now and have had, you know, more than one sort of competition and then restart and build again. So every day that I'm here working, I'll finish, I'll go downstairs and then Nick and Cody and Dan and, and Luke or whoever will go downstairs and they will train and I'll watch them train or watch them input into the app. So I've had a lot of experience of just watching people use it and seeing how it responds to people, which I almost feel is more important because I've been a coach. So I know what I would do. So watching it do stuff for people is really interesting and just making sure that it's doing the right thing. But now also it's great that I'm actually, you know, on the platform as well with everyone, albeit not lifting particularly heavy compared to how I used to, but I'm, I'm following the programming. So, um, so yeah, but we've got, we, we had a decent number and then we did like, uh, I don't know what you even call it. Maybe you call it a beta launch where we had people on yeah. for free before it was like, it was, wasn't, it didn't look as good. It wasn't as smooth. It didn't have the complexity of exercise. There's something like 300 different complexes now that you can get for like the snatch, which if you're not in weightlifting, maybe you don't know what a complex is. I don't know how general that term is in, in strength sports, but like a, a multiple lift variation, like snatch pull plus hang snatch below knee plus snatch plus overhead squat. That's a very, that's a yeah. complex. There are just hundreds of them. So seeing the complexity grow, but yeah, we, we had a lot of people using it before it was what we deemed ready to pay for. And now that it's ready to pay for, we have a lot more people on it. And then when we launch on the app store, it'll be hopefully like an order of, mag order of magnitude bigger again. Yeah. I'm kind of laughing to myself because I'm thinking of um, like a power lifter doing a complex. All right. I'm going to half bench, <laughs> press right, up, yeah. down full bench. It's like, yeah, why yeah, isn't that a thing? Actually, I never thought about that. Why don't you do like three seconds? I suppose maybe you do like a they, three they second do. eccentric yeah. plus press plus normal press. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. I don't like, a, I don't think that exists. Maybe. What about like I don't know. a pause? I, I remember once when I, when I got injured, I did some mic to share powerlifting stuff. That was like my first uh, experience of RPA. This is like probably 2014 or 15. So a while ago. And I really enjoyed it. It was my first time doing something that wasn't percentages, but I, I'm pretty sure he would do like work up to a top set of pause bench plus two benches at an really? RP seven and then drop down and do like three sets of nine at an RP six. And he had the whole chart of like what percentage that probably was, which kind of defeated the purpose. You're like, well, just, I could have just done the percentage, but it gives you like a, a target to aim towards and then you can adjust based on that. But yeah, yeah. That's, that was actually, I don't know why I got into that, but that was the first experience of RP I had and it was pretty fun. Yeah. What's the feeling like having something like weightlifting AI that you haven't released yet? And, and you said, 20, 30 weeks for some people who've been on it and mm -hmm. has existed longer before. Is there like, is there this feeling that like, I hope no one else comes out with this or like, who cares? Like this one's great. Yeah. Or is it like, I cannot wait to give this to the people. Like what's, what's I the feeling yeah, like? I can't wait to get it out to more people. It's so I started marketing it as weightlifting will change forever. Weightlifting's changing forever. And I still stand by that. There are some people who think that's, you know, hyperbole. And I totally understand that because maybe these are fans who just want to watch weightlifting. They think that I'm going to create a new type of competition or whatever, or a new federation. But for me, as someone who's been an athlete for, you know, close to a decade, who was just so obsessed with training, loves training, loves 
making sure I'm doing the right exercises, loves making sure that I'm lifting heavy when I can, I'm PRing when I can, and got a good training environment and, you know, just the best system. This is the sort of thing that is like the biggest level change in weightlifting that I can remember since like the removal of the press out back in the seventies or something like that. It like the, what it offers to the everyday weightlifter is enormous because like, you know, weightlifting really isn't the world championships or the Olympics. Those are just specific moments in time where a select few of people go and compete and we watch weightlifting really is this global training. Everyone's in their gym, whether that's their garage gym or their, you know, weightlifting gym. And then in there two hours a day, three to five to six days a week training and that's weightlifting. And the fact that we've created something that I believe, unless you have an in-person coach is an iteration above what you currently have is crazy. And the fact that it's, you know, affordable as well. I don't want to say affordable for everybody because, you know, there are people out there who are students who have absolutely no money. I guess it's not affordable to them, but it, it's, it's way more affordably priced than anything that you would get that would be individualized. The fact that we've been able to create that is just to me, it's so exciting. And I don't have fear that anyone else is going to do it, partly because I think it takes a really special coach to be able to express in code what they think about everything in training. Like it, it's, I know I've basically interviewed every top coach who speaks English in the world. Like, <laughs> so I have a rough idea and they're all amazing, but to be able to essentially turn what's in your brain into a closed system where like, if I say to you, does this athlete need a good morning? You might be like, yeah, they, they should do good mornings. And I'm like, why? And you can say, they've got a weak posterior chain. I'm like, okay, cool. I agree. But then eventually you're going to get to the point where you're like, there has to be a cutoff point as to when this person does or doesn't need this, or they need this much volume or they need that exercise. And to have, to know exactly what that cutoff point is, I think is very difficult. So the fact that we have Max's brain in this, I think is a huge level of sort of protection against anyone else trying to do it. And then the other thing, and I don't know how at liberty I am to, to talk about it because there are other people involved, but the amount of money that goes into building something like this isn't something that a normal weightlifting coach is going to be able to do, or just a group of weightlifters, you know, aren't going to be able to do. So I think there's a certain level of defensibility and protection in that sense. But then also there's a the whole thing of like, you know, we live in a, in a free capitalist society. And if somebody does try, it's only going to be better because it means that we'll have to make ours better. They'll have to make theirs better. We're going to become either competing in terms of the quality of the product or the price of the product. And ultimately that's great for the athletes. So. I sort of don't care either way because either we're going to continue to make it as good as possible because the thing that I care about the most is weightlifting. And it's the same with Max, same with Dan, same with Daniel, everybody's working on it. So either we do that on our own or other people try and do it and we all try and compete. You know, there's no Luz Jeune, there's no Lash Talicadze without competition. So like either all these companies are competing to making the product better or it's just us and we're doing it. But either way, it's sort of like the cat is out of the box. Is that the expression? The hat is out the bag, something like that. The cat's out the box. Weightlifting AI. I, I'm shaking now my been, Yeah, it's it's now been released. Like you can't put it back now. Pandora's box is open. This is like the future of how online programming can be. So in many ways, the duty is done, and whoever carries it on carries it on. But I think, yeah, I think it will be us probably the whole time because it's we're just so far ahead at this point that it would be very difficult, I think, for someone to catch up. Yeah. No, great answer and awesome mm -hmm. attitude. Okay, 
So last thing, the the app is new and it seems like it's 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 been evolving, it's been changing. You see it changing in the future, adding new complexes always. What do you what do you think about the app as it uh, ages? Yeah, so there are some bigger things down the line which will be enormous, like the um, oh, what do they call it? This is stuff that is so far beyond me. The visual, I don't know. If you're like a tech nerd, you might know more about this. Like. You know, the ability for it to sort of, you to switch your camera on and it analyzes your lifting and it tells you stuff about your technique. It tells you speed, bar path, angles that are off, things that are correct. Like that stuff, that's a way away. But that's that's like, when you do that, you basically, that's just, you've just killed it. That's amazing. But then the thing that we always say, this is what Max started saying, and we all say it, is whatever version of the app you're doing, that is the worst version of the app you'll ever do. So like it's always in its worst state because it's always going to get better because the more people that use it, the more user data we have. So the better we can target people whenever a new user comes on. And also it learns about you. So it knows if you've done one full training cycle and we put in a, pro, a, a type of exercise that basically had no correlation or it had no effect, you won't get that exercise again. So your programming is going to come become better and better as well. So you're always on the worst version of the program because it's always improving. Max's, you know, understanding of programming is always changing and improving. Um, and we're always building in features just to make it more of an enjoyable experience. So it's great now, but it's it's only going to get better. And what that looks like, we don't necessarily know. There are lots of things we want to add. There are lots of cool, you know, even things like content within it. Like right now, whatever the exercise is, there is a video from the Weightlifting House archives of... Toma Loredana or uh, Lu Zhaozhen or Shi Ziyong or Deng Wei performing the exercise. Like, it's pretty cool. If you want to see a jerk dip or a hang snatch below knee or a bicep curl even, we've got someone in a training hall from somewhere around the world doing that exercise. And you can watch that. You can read the performance notes. But it would be cool if, you know, you get given a new exercise that you haven't done and it's hang snatches and then a six-minute video pops up of Max Ata explaining specifically to you why you're doing that variation of the snatch. Like that, so there's content within the app that we can do, but right now, I mean, every day we're pushing out updates. It's kind of crazy. Like every day you can go onto your test flight app, click update, and then your weightlifting AI updates. And then you go on there and something is different. Something's been improved. So it's, yeah, it's continually getting better, which again, just helps us move ahead of competition because you just can't do that with a template program until the end of the 12 weeks. And then you talk to the person and then you change things, but Ours is just constantly improving. Awesome. Last question. When is it going to be released to the masses? And then so, you referenced yeah. uh, affordability, so cost yeah. as well. Yeah. So cost is $40 a month. Uh, so the way we were thinking about it was, I feel like, and I could be wrong here, this is just my theory of pricing. It's something that I believe is better than a personalized online program. And that's normally going to cost you, like if I was doing, when I was doing that, I would charge about hundred pounds a month, which was like $130 or something like that. Max would be more like $250, $300 because of how good it is. Other people might charge like $60, but whatever it is, it's a fair amount that you would pay for that individualized program. So we wanted to be like, okay, we are way more affordable than that. So we came way down, but then I didn't want to come down so far that we're the same price as an online template that everyone has because there are these online programs where you know 500 people do it and it's written for one person but everybody does it and it's like i feel if we approach that price people are going to think is this the same 
So it's like, okay, we're not that, we're not the other, we're in the middle, but closer towards the much cheaper side of things. So yeah, it's $40 a month. And then when is it coming out? So right now, if you want to do it, you can, you go to app.weightlifting.ai forward slash onboard is the way to, to get onto it. If you were to just search for it in the app store, you wouldn't find it, but I don't know when this is coming out, but we've, I mean, if it's not available on the app store by the end of the first week of May, so like a week from now, I'd be surprised. So within the next like seven, eight, nine days, it will be available on the app store. But if you want to do it before then you can, you just got to go to that URL. But once we then make it available to anyone on the app store, when they just search for weightlifting AI, and we actually say on YouTube and Instagram, it's live. Cause I haven't said that yet. Like people don't know that they can do it. It's just from people signing up for early access. So once we do that, then it will hopefully explode. But yeah, by the, certainly by very early May, it will be publicly available for anyone. Anticipations building. You ready? It is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. I'm a little bit nervous, but <laughs> uh, it sounds great. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for us. I want to thank Seb for joining me. Seb, where can people go to get the content you're putting out? It's weightlifting house everywhere, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, believe it or not, which is a platform I have avoided for how long's TikTok been around? I feel like it's been about 18 months that people have been saying, do it. And that voice got louder and louder over the last six months. And then about a month ago, I was like, screw it. So I'm posting every day and it is the most complicated, confusing <laughs> platform that makes you feel your age like nothing else, but you know, it's a blast. So yeah, we're on TikTok, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that's my favorite is, um, <laughs> Like Jim people's like reaction to being on TikTok, right? Like, uh, unfortunately, yeah, it's no a disappointment. It, but... Yeah, exactly. Like you're on there and you're scrolling through your feed and there's like someone sets a world record. Then like some like 15 year old boy starts dancing. You're like, what is this? <laughs> like, why is this on my feed? But it just, it's just a weird thing, but yeah. you know, it's the future apparently. So you've got to be on it. There you go. Uh, if you're lis listening to this and you have any interest in weightlifting, you need to check out Weightlifting House. Seb and Max sit down on the YouTube channel. They discuss things that the app has, and they go into detail about the science behind it. So go check it out. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow Garage Gym Experiment on social media, YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, be sure to check out garagegymexperiment.com for all your home gym needs. Until next time, see ya.